another beautiful Sunday afternoon. This is Robin Mines. Welcome. My name is Ebuka Obiuchandu. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's been a very um, hectic end to the last week, especially um, with the health sector. A lot of Nigerians are sort of in panic mode because we do have a first case uh, in our country of the coronavirus. Um, a man from Italy came into the country on Wednesday, apparently, and was diagnosed and was quarantined um, on Thursday. And a lot of Nigerians are worried as to what that means. Um, but the Lagos State Government and the Federal Ministry of Health has assured Nigerians that they are on top of things. We did talk about the coronavirus a couple of weeks ago on this show, on what you should do and how to prepare just in case it comes. And it has come. We are hopeful that it will not be an outbreak. Um, the Federal Ministry of Health has said that they are trying to track down all passengers and all those who he came in contact with um, in the short stay that he had between Lagos and Ogun State. Um, fingers crossed, but while we wait for that, please read up on what you need to do, especially from valid sources. There's a lot of very false news going around as to how to get yourself um, safe from this virus. So make sure you're doing the right thing. Stay as clean as possible and avoid contact and crowded areas as much as you can. But we're going to start off the show today talking about the National Assembly, always in the news, sometimes for good, sometimes not for very good reasons. And I have you with me, Walla Oshunde. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Yes. So um, last Tuesday, the House of Representatives passed uh, the second reading, a bill seeking to grant immunity to principal officers of the National Assembly and state houses of assembly. Um, the I believe reason they gave is that um, they, just like the president and state governors, they would like to be able to dispense their duties without distractions of court proceedings. Um, first of all, what's your take on that? Is it something that's necessary? Because some people have even said the executive needs to even take off the immunity <laughs> that they have. But uh, w w what's your take on that? To be honest, I think that is such an insensitive demand at this time. I mean, especially now that we're battling with a lot of other things that are calling for national attention and critical assessments. I, I do not think that our lawmakers should even be looking at this direction at this time. It's unfortunate. I mean, and I, I really do not know why we're like this as a people. They need to know that the Nigerian people are yearning for far more important things, you know, than all of this kind of immunity. Now, it brings one question to the mind. Is it that they want to... I mean, they are scared of um, uh, litigations that will come as a result of, you know, their intention to loot the, the public treasury or to commit some funny acts and all that. Because I see no reason for all of this, honestly speaking. As a matter of fact, currently they enjoy what we call legislative immunity. You know, that is things said on the floor of the National Assembly or, you know, on the floor of the Assembly, you know, because of... Uh, the states, they enjoy immunity over all of those things, you know, just as a judicial officer would, uh, you know, naturally enjoy immunity over whatever pronouncements that he or she makes in court. So I, I see no reason for all of this in the, in the, in the first place, because now uh, you are saying principal officers of the, of the National Assembly or, you know, of the legislature uh, should, should have immunity and all that. And then before you know it, they will start asking for uh, immunity to cover other members of the, of the, of the House of, uh, you know, I mean, of the various le legislative arms. I, I do not think that is sensitive. I do not think it is right. I do not think we should go in this direction at this time. I mean, we have a number of important issues that Nigerians, uh, you know, are calling, uh, you know, the attention of governments to. We need to fix our roads. We need to fix security. We need to fix economy. We need to fix education. I mean, the list is endless. So why, why not concentrate, you know, on all, all, all of these parameters, ensure that people have good quality, sound health, sound life to live. Children are happy to, to be in this country. We're not even talking about the fact that people are running out of Nigeria at will, and we are fast losing some of our best heads. We're not talking about the fact 
that our professionals are fast leaving this country. They are leaving this space. You know, and then we have no people who, who are skilled. We have to now bring people from other neighboring states to do uh, as much as um, uh, bricklaying and all these things. So no, nobody is even talking about all of these things. We're not talking about job skills. Where we are talking about immunity to cover legislative officers. But, I think but that's is unfortunate. It, isn't it? Uh, to, 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 but like some people would say, um, even with the state governors who enjoy immunity while in office, we've seen a lot of cases where after they leave office, they've gone on to get prosecuted. Some have, you know, gotten guilty verdicts even against them. So why do we have to do it while they're in office? I mean, if while they're in office, you let them discharge their duties, and if you spot anything uh, that stands out or something that bothers you, then when they're out of office, you can proceed to do that. Isn't that a good way to look at it? Okay, so it's actually a good way to look at, at it for executive uh, officers. And then when, when I say executive officers, I mean the president, vice president, the governor, and the deputy governors of, of um, you know, each of the states. Now, the reason for that, in fact, if you look at the intention of the draftsmen of our constitution, they are actually looking at the possibility of the president resuming in court every blessed day if you do not have such a clause to ensure that he's able to face his job as the president and commander-in-chief of the armed forces. Because, I mean, we have a lot of issues that will be coming up on his table every blessed day and night and midnight. And so we don't want him to now be going to court every day. Because, I mean, look at it. With the kind of politics that we play in Nigeria, if we are not careful, everybody will be filing frivolous suits against the president every blessed morning. You just wake up tomorrow morning, you hear there is another suit that has been filed against the president, the person, the this, the that. And that, that, that will make it endless. So the draftsman of the constitution said, look, because this person is such a critical personality to the development and growth of this country, let the holder of such office, you know, be shielded from unnecessary uh, litigation so, uh, until he's out of the office. Yeah, sorry then to cut you in there because th th there's the argument as well with the last Senate president we had, um, Senator Bukala Saraki, who pretty much spent the entire four years as Senate president in court, jumping from the Code of Conduct Tribunal to court for several issues. And there would be the argument that that probably made him not fulfill a lot of the obligations that he wanted to, as one of the benchmarks that he set for himself as Senate president. I mean, w isn't that the kind of distraction uh, that we're talking about? I'll be very honest with you. That, that was political in nature. That was unnecessary. So we, we should not say because of that, we are then going to, you know, promulgate a law that would give credence to that unnecessary nonsense. We should not do it. Because for me, it was vindicated at the end of the day. And what I think we should build in this country should be very strong institutions that work. I mean, look at the judiciary, for example. If somebody has a case to answer, let the person face the music very quickly, and then we move on to other person needs of the country. I do not think that a court case should go on for three, two, three years. It's unnecessary. Even for one year, it's not necessary. We can deal with these cases as quickly as possible. Look at Lagos State, for example. There, there is a small claims court, you know, that can help you dispense with small claims issues within three months. I mean, and then the laws are there to guide the proceedings of the court. So we should, I mean, people have been talking about the fact that we need a special court to treat corruption cases in this country. I think the time has come for all of us to congregate at that juncture where we press this demand home and then we ensure that it is done. So I, I do not really think that immunity clause is now the way to go for legislators. I, I don't think it is right because, I mean, it then helps them to sit properly and look to the treasury. I do not think anybody should be afraid of anything. You think that's nothing what, to hide. Do you think that's what they're trying to do? Absolutely. That, that's what it is. 
Because if you are not thinking in that direction, you want to shield yourself unnecessarily, then you would know that your business as a legislator is to go into the house and argue motions that would back greater development for this country. And let, let, let me also say this, because uh, for executive members, they are action-based people. Well, I mean, the governor goes to sites, you, you know that everything stops on your desk, so you just have to take the bull by the horn. He's the chief security officer of the state, for example. You know, he's, he's saddled with many responsibilities, and so he's answerable to the people directly. If something goes wrong, I mean, look at, look at this coronavirus thing, for example. Governor Biodun was very, very swift enough. He came up very quickly, and then he started talking to his people and all that. He would have to take measures, I mean, ensure that measures are there. To, to protect the people, and then he would keep answering to the people until that thing is totally sorted out. That's exactly what it is. But the job of a legislator is to take a critical look at a particular bill at a particular point in time that would affect the people of this country, and then ensure that he, he proposes logical, sound arguments that, I mean, that will be in favor or against such a motion. You know, so it, it, I, I do not see any reason. He's not supposed to, he's not signing any budget. He's not, he's not paying any bills. He's not, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you what it is. So his job is to go there and legislate, to make laws. So why do you now need any immunity clause to cover you? So are you saying you need immunity to cover you in the act, or in the act of lawmaking? I do not see the, 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 the logical you know, reasoning in that. So you're not swayed by the fact that it's not all members of the assembly, it's just the principal officers? No, no, no. At this time, they are talking about the principal members of the, of, of the, of the assemblies. What I'm saying is that if we allow this to go, you then very go soon further. they will go further and then say it should even cover, you know, all members of, of the legislature. And yeah. I do not think that is right. It's not necessary. You've mentioned a lot about, you know, the executive arm of government, and some people even have even argued against that. And maybe besides the president, um, some state governors even because of, <laughs> we know the history of governors in this country and how a lot of them have gone out of office and spent years and years in courts, you know, trying to get back funds that they've taken. Um, do you think the state governors should be taken away as well? I, I don't think so, because they are chief executives of their various states. You know, as much as it is, it is correct to say that a lot of them are abusing the privilege, I do not think we should take it away because what you then find is a situation where a governor wakes up early in the morning, is slammed with a new lawsuit, and then he spends the whole day in court. And before you say Jack, because of the nature of politics that we play in this country, we have to be very honest with ourselves. You know, because of the nature of the politics that we play in this country, I think there, there has to be uh, such a law to guide such political office holders so that they are able to concentrate on the serious job of governance. And, you know, the moment they leave office, if we have facts to show that they looted public funds while in office, we should go after them immediately. I, I, do not even, I do not even subscribe to the fact that many of them have to spend four years before they get justice and then before we put them behind bars. I think we should you know, have these special courts with these special powers, with this special arrangement to take them in very quickly. As a matter of fact, if we have strong institutions in the country, before the man finishes his term, you are able to put together all your facts such that as he's leaving the office, he's sued immediately, and then we get justice within three, six months. And then he starts, you know, serving his prison term. That's the truth. Because, I mean, a lot of them, we need to ensure that a lot of, a lot of them face the music in this country. The moment you do that to 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 people, a lot of other people will sit up, and then they would know that the moment you hold public office, you are holding that position in trust for the people. And you must ensure that you do what is right at, at every point in time. You cannot afford to lose the treasury dry 
and then think you would enjoy the largesse once you are once you are out of office. Mm -hmm. I think we need to take the bull by the horn. We need to do what is right for our country. If we really want serious development to happen in this country, we need to come to that conclusion that all of us as a people would be responsible for our collective destiny. And that's exactly what we are missing at this time, you know. Um, back, back to the National Assembly now and the state's houses of assembly. Um, besides the case that I mentioned earlier with um, former Senate President Bukola Saraki, we haven't really had a history even of principal officers being sued left, right and centre uh, where they have been distracted from office per se, besides the usual political or election tribunal issues, which, is, which of course can't be avoided if that comes up. So why then are we against it? I mean, it's not like there's been a plethora of cases anyway. So if they have immunity, does it really change anything? Yes, it does. You know, what, does, what that does is to strengthen the confidence of the office holder to believe that he can do and undo. That's what, I mean, it brings about legislative recklessness. I mean, if we look at it critically. You know, because like you rightly said, before Bukola Saraki, I do not think somebody has been prosecuted like that or persecuted like that, if you, if you allow me. Because I strongly feel that was politically motivated. No, to, no doubt about it. That is not to say that the man cannot be guilty of offenses or what have you. But at that point in time, what I read to it, and this is my personal opinion and I think I'm entitled to it. What I think at that point in time, it was politically motivated. I mean, no gain saying the fact that Certain people did not want him to emerge as Senate president of the country. And then he did his political calculations and whatever, you know, either by omission or commission, he emerged as the, as the winner of that, of that position. And, you know, some people felt, look, we, we should just go after this guy and ensure that, look, he doesn't, he doesn't have a good time in office. So, and that led to a lot of politicking and unnecessary, uh, you know, ulabalu in the country. So, so, so for that, I can tell you categorically that it was because um, uh, the, the political party structure at that point in time did not favor his candidate. Otherwise, uh, you know, it would have been a normal thing. Look at what is going on now. Are we saying that other people too cannot be... I mean, you, you, you see, that, that's, that's what happens in this country. It's unfortunate. That's what happens in this country. When our man is there, everything seems to be okay. Once our man is not there, then there is a problem. I, I think the time has come for all of us to congregate at that juncture of greater development for Nigeria. We should all put Nigeria first. And I think that is a clear message to our political office holders because all of them, they say all of these things. They have all these beautiful statements all over the place, but they really do not do it. They don't put it to work. And that's the truth. So, so I think about this immunity thing, we, we should just forget about it. And I'll be very disappointed in our legislators if we are able to see this through, especially when it goes to all the houses of, uh, you know, state uh, exactly, state house of assembly, houses of assembly. So I, I think this is something that should be quickly thrown away. We should forget about it, move on to better and important things, you know, that people, Nigerians are yearning for. And I do not even think this should be brought up again. This is, well, it's past the second reading, like I said, last Tuesday. Um, hopefully, we're going to get to a public hearing stage before it gets to the third reading. What can Nigerians do at this point now where people who feel the way you do maybe saying, okay, this cannot go on? What should Nigerians be doing at this phase? I, I, I like something. I, I will start by saying that I like something that the Speaker of the House of Reps said, you know, on Tuesday. He made it very clear that he's not in support of the bill. And he said that much. And he made it very clear that, look, if you go ahead to pass this bill, he would not want to benefit from it. I think that is good leadership. And that's exactly the line that we should all talk. At this point, what Nigerians can do is to organize ourselves very well 
and in accordance to the spirit and the letters of the law, and make it very clear to our legislators, to our leaders, that this is one bill that we do not support. It's very clear. It's very simple. And then since there will be public hearings, we should ensure that we do not allow politicians to sponsor people who are going to be at the venues of the, of the public hearings across you know, the states and all that. So we should be ready to take the bull by the horn as Nigerians, as citizens who are interested in the development of this country, to ensure that this does not sail through. Yeah. And, I, 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 and you know, this is one thing that I'm also doing at this time. I'm calling on our government, and maybe this would be a massive opportunity, to call on our leaders to let them know that we do not want this bill. This is unnecessary. This is unfortunate. This is not what we need at this time. We are battling insecurity. We are battling you know, uh, 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 um, all sort of things in this country. Now coronavirus is here. I'm, I'm here to see the critical bills that will be passed or, you know, whatever laws that we need to legislate to help us combat this thing. We're not even looking at all of these things. And then we are talking about, we are talking about immunity. We're not serious. You mentioned there about leaders, and I, I know I saw on social media some people mentioning Mr. President, and I mean, there's this question of separation of powers. The legislature should do their job, uh, independence of the presidency. But what can a president, Buhari, at a, at a point like this do about, uh, about something like this? I'll be honest with you. I don't think the president can do anything because he is a president. He's one man. And maybe the only thing that he can do is that if the National Assembly, Sends the at the end of the day, refuses to listen to Nigerians and they pass the bill and they send it for presidential assent, the president can withdraw his assent. That would send the right signal to the appropriate quarters to say, look, I'm not interested in this, I do not believe in it, and I do not think we should do it. Because if he signs it, then he's part of them. So we should not deceive ourselves to say, oh, maybe the president can stop them from, he cannot stop any, any activity of the National Assembly at this time yeah. with respect to passing you know, you know, this bill. But what he can do is to ensure that he doesn't sign it. And that way, I would also respect the president. So the, there's a conspiracy theory that this, this was done basically for principal officer, officers of the National Assembly. But when you're going to um, do anything with regards to the Constitution, you have to take it to the states, and at least two-thirds of them have to pass it as well before it can become law, which is why they now included principal officers of the state houses of assembly. As a state house of assembly member, that's enticing enough for you to want to pass that. Do you see, have you seen any langu body language from any of the states that might be opposed to this? Uh, or are you thinking it's going to just be a smooth sailing ride? It's unfortunate. You see, <laughs> what, what I see is that that calculation is actually well thought out. And they did it deliberately to also gain the support of those, uh, you know, at the state's, you know, houses of assembly. Unfortunately, I know that it will go through the moment it gets to that point. Because, I mean, we have 36 states. And then it means that two-thirds of 36 will probably be 24. And to get 24 members, especially when they know they are going to benefit from this, we have a lot of them around the country who are interested in this kind of you know, proposal because they know that it would also shield them, it would help them you know, gain yeah. control of things and do whatever they want to do. So I know that it would likely go through, unfortunately so. But what we can do as Nigerians, look, our, our strength is more than that of political office holders as Nigerians. Just that we do not know what we have. We do not know the extent of our powers as citizens. And the, greater, uh, the greatest office in the land is actually that of the citizen of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. So I think what we should do is to also mobilize ourselves within the framework of the, of the law 
to our houses of assemblies to say, look, we are not in support of this bill. The moment they bring it, if you pass it, you do not have our support on this and that you are not representing us. So I, I think once I do that in my constituency, once another person does that in his constituency, once we are all able to do all of this across the length and breadth of our constituencies, I think the message will be very clearly sent to our leaders and then they will probably know that we are not in support of what they want to do. Well, I think that's a very good way to wrap it up. Thanks a lot for being here today. Um, I don't know, we're looking forward to... <laughs> it's, it's very absurd to me and I think for a lot of Nigerians, we're not sure why this is priority, like you said, but hopefully the right thing is done at the end of the day. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Take a break now and be right back. <laughs>